What's going on, Top Nation? What's good? It's your girl, Toya G. Happy to be back with y'all. Hopefully, uh, since the last time we chatted, you were able to enjoy your Father's Day. You were able to enjoy your Juneteenth. Uh, you were able to get this last week rolling and going and moving in the right direction. And now, we are smack dab in the start of a whole new week. Uh, we coming to you on a Monday. We know. We ain't really we ain't really moving like this, but we know the summertime is a little more flexible for me and the plug. I mean, Gotta be. That's happened to us uh, and with us a little bit for the day. Plug, how you living? What's the word? I am. I'm fantastic here on this Monday. Um, interesting dialogue to have. I did do some adult shit over the weekend. You feel me? I had a. Uh, we had uh, me and the missus hosted uh, a friend, like uh, our, our our other married friends, uh, and we had dinner. So you know what I'm saying? That's that's what kind of got in the way for those who joined yesterday. It was some things, like those types of things, scheduling issues kind of got in the way of us finishing up yesterday. So we here today. We here today. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like we like this is going to be us like closing a chapter, hopefully, on this submarine nonsense of foolishness. <laughs> well, go ahead. Got to say what's up to uh, Damo. I'm sorry. Got to say no, what's up to Damo. But also what's up to Gary. What's up to Danielle in the chat. Everybody else, if y'all are chilling, tapping in, tuning in with us, uh, go ahead and let us know what's good with you. Um, say what's up. Let us know where you're from. All of those great things we can get this conversation going. Meanwhile, I'm going to go ahead and get the ball rolling by opening up Hood Therapy in the building uh, about what everybody was captivated with one way or another over the last week, which is this darn submarine, right? right. Um, I believe the submarine went out last Sunday. I think it left out on Father's Day. Mm -hmm. um, and um, about an hour and 45 minutes into uh, the Titans excursion, that's the name of the submarine that went down or was going to travel down into the ocean to see uh, the Titanic, which is right over, uh, right outside of New York, so in the northeast uh, region of the, the, the country. And Ocean Gate, the company that sponsored those particular activities, went uh, to do that excursion. Hour 45 minutes, lost connection to people. Next thing we knew, uh, we started to hit the panic button and the, the entire world, and we know the United States at the very least, was captivated by the story of this submarine. Right. Now, as much as we've heard all the stories, and if you know you, the 24 news, hour news cycle, it was all over everything all day long. My timelines, pick a platform, my timelines were submerged, no pun intended, with the conversation or what conversation's all about. Immersed. Um, yes, immersed. And, yeah. and all the Again, no, not pun intended that time. That immersed pun, that was that was intended. Well, here's the thing. Pun intended, pun not intended <laughs> is very funny because, you know, the internet don't take nothing seriously, particularly black Twitter, right? And so uh, those folks had a field day with various conversations, posting different memes um, about how they would be when they came out, if they came out the submarine, uh, what some final last words, or just a bunch of different things. And so I guess, you know, Plug, how do you feel about the internet making fun of this particular issue and kind of the tendency for the internet nowadays to lean into this dark to, humor that we yeah, try yeah. to really privilege and, and shake things up when it comes to serious matters like this? 
Yeah, yeah, because TikTok got dark. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, but yeah, yeah. I do think <laughs> I, I do think though that when you look at the circumstances of what happened to these to these people, to these billionaires, to these to these just extremely rich individuals, you feel me? The the it's a lot of circumstances that that really was. I mean, it kind of laid the groundwork. It was ripe for yeah. the type of humor that that was produced. Uh, I, I think it was a few different factoids that kind of stood out that really kind of made it. <laughs> made it easy for uh for for a lot of humor uh one that kind of stood out to me um was the off-brand playstation controller that yeah. that they was using to to, to navigate the whole thing man not off-brand i'm talking about this is this is a computer playstation controller you know what yeah i mean the one that you still got to plug into the game even though all games come cordless these days so like they really i mean and, and what baffles me with that is like bro all like all this money is 250 a ticket two hundred and fifty thousand a ticket and y'all you couldn't even get the real playstation controller joint like you i mean but you know you playing with the I, logitech the the whole and I, is the, his, his name steven i believe his name is steven rush who is the ceo mm-hmm. of uh ocean uh of ocean gate ocean gate yeah. Um, but he, you know, was very much a minimalist. He used carbon fibers, and I think there was another material that he was told. Stockton to Rush. Use. Stockton Rush. Stockton Rush. Right, right. He he was it, it, big on... Steel and carbon fiber. It was steel, steel and carbon, carbon fiber. fiber, which yeah. was completely told that that was just a, not a thing, was a non-starter, I believe was the phrase, in that particular industry. And he scoffed at that and said, no big deal. We saw so many different pictures of the submarine. Number one, we know the size of it was about the size of a minivan. Um, and so fitting five people on that was already interesting in and of itself because you had, I think it showed pictures we saw all over the news where some of the chairs were facing each other, but then one of the people like, had its back to everybody else and where the people <laughs> sit on that thing comfortably. So that was wild. We also saw the inside of uh, James Cameron, who we know is the director of Titanic. He had gone on a couple of different excursions, a couple of different folks on different similar missions and the layout, all the different screens and the doodads and the widgets and the, the the lights here and the buttons here. Comparatively, there was a couple of screens on that mug and that was it, right? There weren't even any windows to look out to see the Titanic. Right. It was being fed through a camera. Um, onto I, th- a I think, I think it had one, it. one port window on no, the front. No windows. That thing on the front ain't a window? Let me. See. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it, yeah, I, I could yeah. be wrong. I don't. But from what I understood, there was no way for them to see out because it was also, of course, we know bolted or had yeah. what seven, eighteen bolts in it from uh, the outside. On the outside, from the outside. <laughs> right. So interesting. And I'm I'm no oceanographer, right? I'm no uh, historian. I'm no deep sea diver. I just a lot of this stuff was, you know, glaring at me. You know, we seen what was it, the balloon boy, the boy who got took away in a, a hot water in a in a hot air balloon. Like so, you yeah. hope these like really tentative, random, odd moments that happen in history end up being resolved favorably. But what we saw was that was not the case. And so, like you said, it gave a lot of fodder to people, you know, coming out swinging, making some good jokes. I know you got an assortment of some things. Oh yes, uh, ready. But oh, I yes. also want to say amongst. That was just some real talk and some hard conversations that were being had. So before we get to the real hard, uh, hard talk and the hard conversations that we had about the details of this issue, uh, how would you come out the submarine if you got saved? Look now, now, uh, (laughs) now, now, look now, look. But as we get into these, you feel me? Yeah. 
like, again, we're going to talk about whether or not it was okay for the internet to do this and, or what, you know what I'm saying, whether or not folks was tripping and any of those things, right? But we just want to show some of the humor, you know what I mean, that, that come out of these type of situations. Uh, and, and, and it's really difficult to, it's really difficult to kind of, to, to attempt to, what's it called, um, censor these types of things. Yeah. And I and I feel like as the internet becomes more a part of how we, I mean, not even, I mean, as as we understand it as the thing that now is our main source of media, where we get all our media from, whether it's news, everything else. Yeah, I mean, these these types of you know jokes and this type of humor is just is just kind of a part of the a part of the game. So the first one that we're gonna start with is uh, uh, pick me Perry. Rob is random on Twitter. How would you come out of the submarine if you got saved? Me when, I, like <laughs> me when they pull up me when they pull me out with only ten minutes of oxygen left in the clutch. Check me out. <laughs> Fresh. Fresh. I mean and I mean you had a whole thread of them. Did you did you have any other the rest yeah, of Yeah, no, I got more. I got more. Yeah, I got more. We're going we're going one by one. We're going one by one. Yeah. So Looking fresh like Bobby Schmurder, right? Then, what would your last words be if you were on the submarine? <laughs> what would your last words be if you was on the submarine? Let's see. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Then you got, hold on, hold on. This is actually, this is actually one of my favorites. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. This is one of my favorites right here. I don't know. I just don't think any other billionaires have the balls to go down that deep in the ocean. Meanwhile, <laughs> like it really I mean, takes someone with know-how, you know, a real leader. The deepest depths of our ocean are actually more of a mystery to humanity than space. Going to space would be like nothing compared to this. What we really need is a true visionary to be strong enough to reach the deepest parts of the ocean. A self-made man who built his life from the ground up. From the ground up. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't think there are any billionaires brave enough, smart enough, and man enough to do it. Man enough to do it. Is there anybody that's man, that's actually man enough to go deep down in there? It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, close some of these out up here. Yeah, I got a ton of them on my screen, so I can't really necessarily. Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get yours figured out. Then we got this one here. They've done studies, you know. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the vibe. This is the way that they were thinking about. This is the way that they were thinking about these types of things. And oddly enough, a lot of people, a lot of people got angry uh, about that energy. Oddly enough, a lot of people was, you know, really trying to come out and, and actually create some type of dynamic where it's like, is this OK? Right. Should we actually be should we actually be doing this? And uh I want to give y'all. I want to give y'all a, a quick taste of 
one part of how these people was uh, uh responding and then i want y'all to see how how kind of everybody else responded and then toya on your end uh on other end i want to know if this is if if it's a legitimate concern right should we be should we be thinking about uh you know like how you know that is just life yeah that is just life so this was one of the um this was one of the sentiments that it came out about people uh how people were reacting to this type of energy. A rich person's life isn't valued less. A poor person's life isn't valued less. Yeah, miss me with your all lives matter energy, all right? Because every single day there are migrants across the globe that are forced to flee their homes because of the economic, social, and political turmoil that is often driven by imperial powers like the United States of America because it benefits the billionaires within their society. And what happens when things go wrong for those migrants on their path towards a better life? Do they get massive news coverage across the globe? Do they get a massive fucking multinational effort to send resources to support them and aid them and help them? Rarely. But a couple of billionaires make a decision to spend 250k a pop to go to the depths of the fucking ocean and a tin can that is painted in the massive red flag. And when it shockingly goes wrong... It's a massive breaking news story across the world. And we have a multinational effort to send resources their way to support them and try to save them. The idea you put forward in that video is disgusting. So the energy, the energy that's, that's people are coming with is that it's this idea that on one hand, it's these billionaires and people are making jokes. People are thinking like, oh, is that right? Is that okay? Is that ethical? And then people are responding like, yes, motherfucker, because... How how is it all of a sudden that we need to be worried about making sure whose lives we paying attention to and those types of things? So Toya, do you think it is a legitimate debate about uh, the the internet's response and it being an, an unethical thing or or uh, an immoral thing for people to joke about the lives of these people, even though they are rich billionaires, they're still people. Um, you know, I think you know, in a lot of ways, the internet has become a place where people go and cope with life through humor and because we get to hide behind our screens and because we get to hide behind um our screen names we really don't have as much care about how people feel about us getting that joke off right and so i think um for whatever reason generationally and socially we've moved to because it's rough out here it's bad out here so if we had doom and gloom 24-hour doom and gloom on our feet like we did for example when COVID pop first popped off i don't think it would be a fun place to be so to make it a place that you know is at least interesting to engage in. I think it is a competition to one up each other with the most darkest, most interesting, most captivating takes that can mm -hmm. be made. A huge criticism, you know, that is on Twitter in particular is that every take ain't a good take. And just because you can create a good point or have a good, you know, one up or comeback that you shouldn't do that. But other people say, listen, the stakes are low. You know, I don't really have a lot to gain or lose, especially if I protect my identity. So I should be able to get these jokes off. So I don't know. I think it's just what we do. I think both, what we do socially in terms of dark humor we've really moved into that place in that space the fact that it has a name right dark humor do we take things that shouldn't be joked about that typically wouldn't be laughed about you sent me something earlier that was like a diss like it was a tiktok <laughs> about a, a, a diss track right yeah. and these are all just animated little characters we got a rapper who put a diss out and then I guess the the, the person he was dissing responded so dude like yeah man he responded to you should listen and 
you know, in the spirit of the craft of hip hop and, you know, lyricism, for example, dude was like excited to listen to the diss track that the person he dissed came up with to come back to him. And this is ironically happening while Pusha T and, you know, Jim Jones are having their little feud going back and forth rapping against right. each other. But um, it, it was it was hilarious because the diss track was like, you ain't got no dad. <laughs> you want to be, you want daddy. Whatever you want to talk about, this with you ain't got no daddy. Yeah, yeah. you want to hang, you can't hang with your daddy. Yeah, you want to yeah. cut up, but your daddy was there to cut your birthday cake. Like it was rude. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, I think that is just it, it, a lot of topics are not off the table now. People are really, really. It's, it's about how what you can say to get the most likes, right? Yeah. The whole idea. If you, if anybody's on Twitter, you know, somebody will say something. And then if it's ass or if people don't agree with it or if they just want to show you that you didn't say shit, they'll put you the word cooked. ratio. No, well, not even that. Not even that. They will simply put the word ratio in mm. a tweet under your tweet. And what that basically means is I'm about to get more likes on your ass than that comment had because that shit was ass, right? <laughs> and so either people talk so I'm get, So I'm going to get more likes we're talking yeah. shit about show shit, then you, you about to get yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and yeah. so there's so many different ways that people go at each other that that, that that creates a lot of banter and back and forth. Either I'm gonna flame your ass or I'm gonna let people come in and help flame your ass by doing something as simple as just saying what you said wasn't shit, it wasn't what you thought it was, and I'm about to embarrass you by getting more likes on a comment that don't mean nothing than what you actually said. So it's just it's ugly. You know what I'm saying? These conversations get out of control. But I'll end it by saying this laugh to keep from crying is you know a way <laughs> of black mm-hmm. people it is a healing mechanism a coping mechanism it's a healing mechanism it's a diversionary strategy so that we don't get lost as we will say in the sauce of our current situations and so i think that's really what black people have done and how black dark humor in and of itself has expanded is as a tool and a mechanism to say shit if we don't talk about this shit man we we we, we would be taking out the game emotionally and psychologically we wouldn't even be here yeah i, I mean the way I look at it is, it's people like billionaires are like are, are fair game because, like as you say, with black folk, we make fun of our own circumstances. Like yeah. a a key aspect of black comedy is how fucked up it is to be black. You yeah. know what I mean? The whole you know white people do shit like this, black people do shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Like the like talking about the circumstances that niggas come through. So if yeah. if we can if we can make the jokes and have the conversation that we having, you know what I mean about ourselves. The f- what what in God's green earth make you think that y'all are outside of the uh, the realm of what can be like nigga? We I'm talking about coming up, bro. Like mama jokes. Talking bad about your family. You better yeah. not have a disability. You better yeah. not be quick. It's, it's a lot of things that shit. Like, they, like there was nothing that was, you know what I mean? It's few things that was sacred. Few things. But it, it just depended on the smoke that you had with the individual. How far you was and willing it. to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, it was Because it was another viral TikTok that, uh, from a long time ago that was just like, ah, you, you know what I'm saying? That's why you ugly or whatever. And the girl was like, that's why your mama dead. Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So... If if we willing to, you know what I mean. If and if yeah. we willing to look at our own circumstances and be like, I right, think like that shit. And you know what I mean, we we gonna make fun of that. We gonna make jokes about that. We gonna make jokes about you being poor and all this other shit. We mm-hmm. definitely gonna make jokes about you being rich. Yeah. The fuck. And, the, yeah. and, and, and that's why I like when dude was like, miss me with that all lives matter bullshit because the experiences is not the same. Like the 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 uh like ain't there's nobody. 
that that check any of them conservative dickheads when uh, on Fox News when they doing they same anti anti poverty spiel talking shit about poor people shit in a, poor people are the most shitted on people in the in the in the, uh, in, the in in the uh, in the world you feel me like especially that 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 little one percent and now on the way TikTok operating shit now niggas love to sit back and tell you if you're not getting money it's because you aren't working your mind right. is not set on the no fuck that. Right. That's why I was like, that's why uh, 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 another t- a tweet that I saw that was funny. That was like, uh, man, you better tell them billionaires to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like so in, in my mind, it's like not only not only are billionaires right for being made fun of regardless. You feel me? I also think that when when it's billionaires specifically doing dumb shit. Like if if. If somebody, if you know, somebody, uh, you know, got cancer and passed away, or a tragic car accident, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, those things is you, you got people that still like, hey, one less billionaire in the world. It is what it is. But the jokes, the humor stems directly from the caucasity. Yeah. And the, for those who thought I mispronounced it, no, caucasity of Stockton, uh, of Stockton Rush. Right. And and I mean, and the people who even choose to cho- who chose to get on, because like you was pointing out, how many times was death mentioned in the in the waiver before they even stepped on that mug? Allegedly, three times on the first page. On the first <laughs> page. Library. On the first page. Like yeah, so, what type? A lot of people from from who who wanted to be a part of it from actually following through with it. I think even Mr. Beast, who you know a lot, a lot of people have popularized through. Um, social media has a huge YouTube following, gives away money, has a restaurant, does all types of interesting things because he can afford to. Um, I apparently got the invitation and pat- passed on it because he was just like, oh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 it sounds crazy as hell. So yeah, nah, like they, that's, that's kind of the world that we live in, man. Like you kind of, you, you made that bed, like literally you locked yourself in that. You know, a lot of people, because and a lot of the conversations I was seeing on a lot, I was looking at it on. I think I just saw a Facebook post before we started the show. I saw it on Instagram. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, and a lot of people just like, just ethically, like you know, you don't have to be as bad as those people or as more. But I mean, I think we shift the goalpost right on ethicality and what's allowed and what's not. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's like a lot of these names, billionaire. You know what I'm saying? This is very <laughs> much right. A logical fallacy in which one is it? It's a false equivalence because, I mean, number one. They live their lives like we'll go back to the show we had about Rihanna and about Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I think when Rihanna made hit her billionaire status, and we were talking about whether that should be celebrated or criticized, how we should understand black billionaires, how they should be spending their money, whatever. It was a great conversation, uh, probably about six months ago now. Y'all should check it out, look deep into the cough, uh, coffers, and you'll find that conversation. But yeah. one of the things we landed on is the clear understanding that there's not an ethical way to make a billion dollars. Not in, not, not, in the, not in the global capital not system that we have. There's not just literally not a legal way that you can go about doing that. It's not an, you can, it's only 24 hours. I care about how many hustles you got, about how many things you do. It will come at the expense of things like uh, the people who do the labor for you, the types of practices that you use or the types of materials you use to produce what you produce. Uh, it'll come at the expense of shit like your uh, a footprint on the uh, uh, climate. Like there are just so many different things that mean that you just can't ethically like, cause you, you can't be paying everybody a livable wage if you walk around with a, with a billion dollars. You can't right? like there are people you who can't. are not being paid appropriate wages for the work that they do. It's just not a thing. And so mm-hmm. that being said, here's where I'm getting, here's where I'm going with this. 
right? We can't push the ethicality button on the average poor person for having a couple jokes when they've had to sit, survive, and try to thrive in the very systems in the yeah. world that these people have created. Right. Why then should I have the burden of ethicality when I'm certain that if we lean in and dig a little deeper and probably not even that deep, we can criticize, find things to be questionable and, you know, worth criticizing about the way that these people have made their money. I would also Period. go as far as saying, let's be honest, there are some philanthropic billionaire, million, multimillionaires and billionaires out there in this world. But like you said, poor people are the worst people treated in this world. I dare to believe they probably treat the poor people around them like peons, like that they, they are disposable, that they mm-hmm. are people who are not like just. This just it comes Toy. with the territory. It comes with being detached from the real lives that the ninety-eight percent live on a day-to-day basis. You don't care. You are callous or disconnected or just downright ignorant about how shit really is. And so again, that burden has to be on everybody evenly. I am not responsible to be the ethical and moral compass of this world. So if I have a he he or see a tee hee, I'm gonna engage in that shit. And that's just kind of how it is for better or for worse. I will be damned if I'm holding back a laugh on the basics of morality and ethics mm-hmm. when ain't nobody questioning the fact that federal min- uh, minimum wage is still seven something dollars. Yeah. Where's the what is there not something immoral in that? Like the a, cost of everything just went up. And we're gonna talk about inflation too. Yeah. We're gonna talk about inflation too. But the cost of everything just went up. Like just over the course of from the time they established the minimum wage to today, we three we 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 almost three decades, almost three decades into the millennium. And you're telling me that minimum wage is still the same, but you're going to talk to me about morality and ethics because I'm making fun of, 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 a, nigga, uh, of a nigga driving a submarine with a play, with an off-brand PlayStation controller? PlayStation controller. Stop Into it. the open. Like, and, 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 and into the... Oh, Toya, let me, let me say this real quick. The only person that deserves sympathy was yep. the son who, who pretty much got forced to go down there with his father, even though he knew good and goddamn well that was something he, should, he, he, that he shouldn't have been doing. That's the only person. Go ahead. No, I just was going to say there was a 19-year-old who went there for a Father's Day trip with his dad who was like the kind of... uh, uh, Now, I want to say this is really thrill-seeking as much as it is a form of kind of elaborate commemoration of historical events that people just will pay no ends to look behind the curtain about. And so Mm -hmm. apparently, according to the young man's aunt, he was terrified, didn't want to go, was completely disinterested in it, but wanted to do something to please his dad, wanted to make sure that it was a father's day to remember. And so end up in the middle of the damn ocean, you know what I'm saying? Squandering $250,000. You know what I'm saying? But and end up losing his life. I also want to be clear because a lot of people are like, you know, uh, you know, these people earning their money, they should be able to spend it, spend it how they want to, and you know, this type of investment and this, this, and that. Bruh, y'all got billions of dollars and y'all throwing it into the ocean. You got $250,000 and you this is it's just the timing of it is just annoying enough. Yes, I'm going to laugh at the illogic of people taking it. Yeah, do with your money what you want to, but I'm going to laugh at you if you, for example, take your money. And go give it to a scam artist or some shit like that. That go cook for some shit that you should never die. I'm gonna do that. And the ocean scammed them. The ocean is unforgiving. We don't know enough <laughs> about that shit. You put scary. your money in the slot machine and said, "Take me down." Like, Toy, what are you doing? The Toy, jokes right what's, what's crazy is that they talking about they should be able to do what they want to do with their money. Two hundred and fifty thousand could change a community. It's like it, straight up, easily two hundred and fifty thousand, like. And that's the issue 
that people have because I think we could go ahead and transition to this next part of the conversation is why don't people like billionaires? Why don't people fuck with billionaires? Shit like that. First of all, let's start with let's start with this idea that okay, they made that money, they should be able to do what they want with it, right? Billionaires are the worst thing for the economy, even though conservatives and other rich people and lobbyists will try to tell you otherwise. They they don't spend their money in the places that actually build the economy. They spend their yeah. money on shit like this. Think about that. Crazy. <laughs> like they they say that, oh yeah, well, you know, the, the these highest earners, these these millionaires and billionaires are the people that drive the economy. No, when you look at how they spend their money, it does not go back into our economy. They buy foreign shit. They buy they buy custom made shit. They buy no, shit okay. that does Good. Keep going. Keep going. They buy shit that yeah, they, they, they buy I'm shit that they, they buy shit that doesn't put the money that they spending back into the environments and the communities and the cities that they operate in. So don't talk to like so yeah, they can spend their money the way they want to, but if they can if they spending money to do dumb shit thrill seeking to go see to go see a, a, a boat that's one a racist boat right. that niggas really don't care about. No way. Right. So you 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 memorializing something that we I mean that we already gonna look at like nigga you, you you're dumb. You're dumb. Because this is all not not only do they not spend money out here but then they get tax breaks out the ass. They get 40% tax breaks. They not paying nowhere near the tax rate that we paying. They get to save money because they are billionaires. And so not only do they buy their money or spend their money on whatever the fuck they want to, they're never getting taxed for it in the first place. Their money is not what's going toward building better communities, better schools, building that new stadium that they want to keep plopping everywhere. Shout out to Kansas City trying to put a losing Royals team stadium in downtown Kansas City. They don't tax the fuck out of the common citizen for that. For but they, that, yeah. these billionaires and millionaires that sit in the city is not the people paying for these tax free. Period. You know what I'm saying? Tax-free. These transit systems that's in these cities, and LA want to build a, a a light rail from here to Vegas and from LAX to the. Who you think is paying for that? Not the who? billionaires that live in this damn city. Not the billionaires. Well, and and, and, and they still pay more taxes. The billionaires here still pay more taxes than you know what I'm saying than, than anybody anywhere else. But go ahead. Uh, a tweet from Holly. Uh, I am Harald Dor on Twitter says this, if your kid gets cancer in the U.S. and you're not insured, it will either not be fully treated and or hospital bills will bankrupt you. Here's the gotcha. If a billionaire builds a death trap and takes it for an underwater excursion, the government will pay for the very expensive rescue mission for free. And so that's the crazy part. You have billionaires who made a specific decision, who knew the risk, and then you involve three different nation states in the participation of your retrieval. The United States, uh, the uh, Canada, as well as France were all a part of the efforts to bring that vessel out and find that vessel, which covered, it was the size of a minivan and covered the area of two Connecticut's, mm-hmm. right? So how... Do we look at, like this tweet started off with, kids who have cancer, whose parents don't have insurance, elderly people in our populations, veterans in our population who are being subjected to homelessness and houselessness because they can't afford to participate in our society. People can't afford drugs and medication and we'll charge them up the ass. But as soon as the vast goes up for these billionaires, we spending money from three different countries. Never to be reimbursed off of a dumb shit, a, 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 a PlayStation, a bootleg PlayStation excursion. Again, that you just you thought was a good idea. We want to talk about morals. We, we want to talk about what's ethical. The government literally had to pass legislation. One of the one of the good parts of the Inflation Reduction Act that don't really reduce inflation, but it has some positive parts to it. The government had to literally come in and cap insulin costs 
through Medicare because insulin was being raised so like, like they was charging so much for insulin that people were dying because they couldn't afford it. They trying to it make insulin last. It don't that shit don't work like that. No, no. Look, injection here. We're gonna skip a day. Injection there. We'll take half of the dose here. That's not at all how this shit works. That's it. Don't work like that at all. But y'all want us to feel bad about being there. Something interesting to you. Yeah. Uh, y'all know. Listen, listen. When, when, when we take a look at this, and we when we're asking this question of uh, why people hate billionaires, when you hear people say shit like. You know, there's no that you can't be a billionaire and be ethical. It's because you got to look at reports like this, folks. This is a report that came out during COVID that literally showed us all the people that ate off COVID. Eight key findings. As of November 17, 2020, the wealth of 647 U.S. billionaires has increased almost 960 billion since March. So from March from March 2020 to November 2020, 647 U.S. billionaires increased their wealth by not by damn near a trillion dollars. Uh, the beginning of the pandemic approaching one trillion in wealth increases since March. There are 33 new billionaires in the United States since since March, since March of the pandemic, since March of 2020, it introduced 33 new billionaires. Explain to me how you can be somebody that could create that much wealth while the world is dying. (laughs) The world is dying. But let's 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 get deeper into the report. Right. Because it identified what they call the delinquent dozen. And we, we, we're not going to go over all 12 of them. We're going to go over a few of them that actually, when they say delinquent dozen, it's they making record bread, but they ain't doing nothing to protect their workers or raise wages. So getting into it, the principal owners of the seven delinquent dozen corporations have a combined wealth of $433 billion. So we're talking, uh, we talking about Jeff Bezos, the Waltons from Walmart, Whoever this mm-hmm. is with Instacart, uh, Tyson Foods, Blackstone, which is uh, uh, an investment investment company, and then two other investment companies. So Tyson Foods, for example, the CEO of uh, Tyson Foods has seen his personal has seen his personal wealth increase over six hundred million since the beginning right. of the pandemic. An estimated eleven thousand Tyson workers have been infected with COVID. He's making billions. While his workers are like, like while he having a pandemic, even within his workforce, mm-hmm. the three owners of Walmart. Oh no, let's like, let's go to let's go to Jeff Bezos. The wealth of Amazon's Jeff Bezos has increased seventy billion since mid March, while an estimated twenty thousand Amazon workers have been infected with COVID. The three owners of Walmart, Rob, Jim, and Alice, have seen their combined personal wealth forty eight billion since the beginning of the pandemic, about a thirty percent increase, and now they they wealth is over two hundred and eleven billion. Uh, and yet Walmart refuses to provide hazard pay to his workers. They can, it, they can afford it. <laughs> they can afford it. <laughs> like, shit. like they, I mean, and, and this is just the numbers for 2020. So mm-hmm. this report is from March, 2020 to November, 2020, the thick of the pandemic. And you and they want to know why people don't fuck with billionaires. Why it's it's not ethical because just even on the basic standpoint of like employment and and, and uh, workers' rights and shit like that, they get their billions because they're not paying people wages that they deserve. Yeah. They get their billions. They they making billions. Man, 
They making billions because while people are, are are panicking and going to Walmart to buy a whole bunch of toilet paper, they got they got people working overtime at, thinking this you know time and a half is cool, but yeah. they exposing themselves to COVID. No hazard pay. It's a bunch of people rushing Walmart trying to get toilet paper because the news is is fueling this 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 uh this controversy. But y'all can't afford to pay these people hazard pay. Man, it's it's a very simple question. The reason why well, there's no ethical billionaires is because you have to you have to push past. You have to ignore morality. You have to ignore ethics to even amass a billion dollars. Go ahead, Toy. Well, and one of the things I wanted to add on to the answering of your question about like why do we hate billionaires? Why do people hate billionaires? Is the concept of empathetic identification, right? And I'm not gonna hold you. I, it was a, it's a concept that I've come across, and I don't really know who coined the phrase, but the logic behind it, and here's where it exposes, because, and this is for my people who's just like, y'all always make everything about black people. It always ends up being about black people. You can find anything, five white billionaires, and somehow make this, you know, an issue about black people or blackness or how it affects black people. But, you know, that's one of the questions we seek to answer on this show, right? We try to take things that seemingly seem disconnected from the lived experiences of us in our realities, and make the connection because everything is anti-black. <laughs> Y'all need to all of it. The world, images. the world. You know what I'm Welcome. saying? To that Welcome to the shop. Up. So, <laughs> in this particular instance, when we look at why people hate billionaires, uh, first of all, let's look at 250,000. And I'm gonna get to the definition of actually. Here it is. Here's the definition, or how is ease, most easily to understand empathetic identification. What happens is white people get to live in a world, particularly wealthy white people get to live in a world where death or the imminence of death is not always already situated as a fixture mm. in their real lives. So what mm. do they do? They go out and thrill seek. They find ways to put themselves into proximity with death, to flirt with death, to play with it, not even necessarily going into it, into something to die, but they'll jump off a cliff. They'll go into the bottom of the ocean. They'll uh, be, uh, 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 who's that? Elon built a spaceship and went up into the sky. They'll do all of these things that get them into proximity of the thing that they've kind of only heard about secondhand, right? This is why they're able to philosophize and in interesting ways flirt with different things that get them close because unlike Black people, particularly, who are understood as relationship or in relationship to death through modernity, right? Through the process of chattel slavery, right? We mm -hmm. came out different. We came out non-human. We came out mm -hmm. socially dead, right? They ontologized. Yes, yeah. right? We have been rendered dead in our reality. And so, uh, so much of our reality post-slavery has been juxtaposed to within inches of death, right? We don't have to wonder what it might look like to die. We just have to go to church or just have to go to school or we just have to live in our communities or we just have right. to have a bad confrontation or interaction with the police or we just have to pick a thing, right? We we, we, we know we, you could be Korean Gaines in your house playing a video game. You can be uh, 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 Breonna Taylor in your house sleeping and have a confrontation with that. So we don't have to wonder. Don't have to Jefferson. Hell, that, that was who was playing the video game. Corinne Gaines was defending her house and her family when the police tried to run up on her, uh, I mm -hmm. think up in Baltimore, right? But so many names and so many examples of how living puts you in proximity to death. Black people in particular don't have that relationship to these extremist types of things. But you know who does? People can afford it. And people who tend to be white. So when you got in the bag and you can go and take this is it, and this is where I was going. There was a very interesting video that broke down some of the uh, financial impact because people was like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so much money thrown away for an excursion like this. Uh, but wow, such a big you know chunk of change, and in their reality, not at all. 
when you it's look at how much a billion dollars is, which the average person cannot begin to fathom because we don't even spend that much money in a lifetime. When you get to what a, what about a billion dollars looks at, the percentage of that that is two hundred and fifty thousand is like the equivalent of a cup of Starbucks coffee, right? Maybe with a couple of bells and whistles, maybe you ask for a little maybe, bit more. Maybe with a, a scone and a uh and and, and get you get a croissant. Get you a yeah, cake pop and a croissant. You know what I'm saying? But you agree. that is about the equivalent of how much they spent. It's another mm-hmm. afternoon, an afternoon snack to go underneath and, and, and exp- uh, underneath the ocean floor, a place that is less known than the space that is in above space. us to yes. go get an, an endeavor in. And so that type of connection or relationship, that flirting, that flirtation with debt, that enticing of debt, that proximity you have with the thrill of what might happen with your life in flux is something that is not granted to poor black people, but is largely navigated, largely uh, 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 um, uh, desired yeah. by white, white affluent people. Because you got, you got to think That's about it, Toya. You you got to think about it, Toya. Because as, as you describe the empathetic identification, it's like, you talking, you trying to talk to people who like grow up learning survival strategies. Right. Right. From the get go, from the jump. Like the first thing that you taught, you black. Second thing that you taught is how the world respond to blackness. Right. That and, and, and that means that how the world can respond to you in ways that could take your life. You feel me? And that's from the racial standpoint. Then from the, st- the, the uh, poverty standpoint that where a lot of black people come from, uh, you also have we we also have a situation where, hey, it's a it's a chance that the light bill may not be paid. It's a chance yeah. that the gas bill may not be paid. And then what people are willing to do just to survive, like uh, white boys, for example, love having like being around the black rappers. The, the rich white boys love being around the black rappers. They love, love coming it. to the hood. Thrills they're they're, they're thrill seeking. Right, because the environment is dangerous. But the but these niggas is doing what they do because this is their livelihood. Like either I'm a, I'm gonna be poor, hungry, and broke, or I could move, work, have some money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like ha- have some nice clothes, whatever. Just, like then, just to do, like just to make it through. You know what I'm saying? A life to where it's not I'm sitting down and allowing myself to. You know what I mean? Just, to just disappear in the corner type shit. I think about that a lot when I think about. Um, I, I, I keep see, I keep see I keep seeing random videos of people going to O-Block in Chicago um, to like prove that they've made it somewhere. And it's like, nigga, this O-Block is where people's futures go to die from what I hear. Like, it's, it's, like, the, it's not even a future, it's the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's tragedy. It's internet. This is not no T, no shade to, you know, the great people who come out of the um, urban core of Chicago. I won't pretend to know about all those things. And I know great people, hardworking people, capable, beautiful black people come from there too. But in a lot of ways, it's a lot of doom and gloom and craziness there. And so when you look at that kind of cultural tourism, you know what I'm saying? That voyeurism that they end up participating in where you go and get your chops by stopping in and leaning in and being a tourist and getting to leave those experiences, you are the problem, right? You are the person who adds to kind of these structural uh, violence because you are creating a structural glorification of shit that's not here to be glorified. Right. I mean, and again, it's 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 thrill seeking. You know what I'm saying? While niggas is looking at it like this is survival. Disgusting. Like, death is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that we deal with every day. Um, but that too, by the way, real quick, y'all been in here talking to us. We definitely see that hood therapy been going. When a dragon is up in here, J Universe, Taz, and Sugar Tweezy. Shout out to you for showing love for sure. Um, but y'all are saying a lot of same names that we are talking about. Jeff Bezos talking about. Uh, uh, Elon Musk. I think I from here at Hood Therapy said Ozzy Osbourne's daughter 
got a $250,000 manicure. That's how much they put in our face. You know what I'm saying? That's how much it just don't really, it's not that deep to them. Right. And they're able to live life just kind of at a whim and on a whim. And oftentimes at the expense of low paid workers or individuals who can't survive in the same world that they live in. So I think uh, um, another interesting aspect of that, uh, as we kind of transition into the last part of the conversation, yeah. um, is the media's obsession with this shit. Yeah. Like, because why do we like, know about this? Hour to hour, <laughs> every single day, every update. Only and then the people that knew what they was talking about, right? The people that knew what they was talking about already knew. Like, every, I, I, no matter how many stories they talking about oxygen, that that shit gone. That shit been blew up. Yeah. yeah. That shit been yeah. blew up. Like I, he already they, they already heard like two loud pops. You know what I'm saying? Shortly after they 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 descended, they just couldn't find no you know what I'm saying no debris and no ev- no evidence of you know uh, of the implosion. But the people that knew what was going on was already like, yeah, they've been gone. Like y'all talking right. about that their oxygen is running out and they're down there, they're scared. And no, that shit happened in an instant. For those who no, don't they- know how implosions work, the inside of that sub. Within a matter of seconds, heated up to the uh, uh heated up to the uh, temperature of the surface of the sun. It heated to the temperature, the surface of the sun. They were incinerated within seconds, uh, with the way that it, you know, what I'm saying imploded. So, uh, can I tell we, you the wildest way that I heard it explained to me? Go ahead. And this phrase was enough for me to be like, um, which if for y'all listening, that was my jaw dropping with me being speechless, um. Got a bunch of pictures of things imploding. And basically, it, it looks like a crumpled up can because all of the possible oxygen inside of that space is gone, which means it kind of sucks itself in and crumples in on itself. And the way that it was very eloquently put to me in some comments, some thread, was that they went from biology. The people inside of that uh, that vessel went from biology to physics is, is, is what they did. They transitioned uh, from one... Scientific phenomena to a whole completely yeah. other one. They literally yeah, uh, went from the, life or uh, the ability to understand or ascertain life to the ability to understand energy yeah, and the way it. that energy moves and works. And so that's it. when they put it like that, I was like, golly, rip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. They probably they probably felt that when they heard that first crack, they probably heard that. And they, they probably freaked out for a little bit. But then it, within a matter of seconds... They right. was, they, you know what I'm saying? They was out of there. That's how that shit worked. Um, but, but it still didn't stop the media from, like, literally oxygen. Like, I'm surprised they didn't have a meter at the top of every damn show showing how much oxygen they had left because it was, it, that, that was the constant conversation. And so it's like, we hear all of this shit going on, but then Toya enlightened me on some shit that I ain't have, I ain't know nothing about because... Mm-hmm. This is all the fuck they was talking about. And again, this is a a, a, re, a a reflection, a representation of how poor people are treated. There is a there was a migrant tragedy that took place. And what did we decide to? How did we decide to frame it? The uh, the, uh it was a tragedy in the Mediterranean. Yeah. It was a tragedy in the Mediterranean. While we're worried about what's happening at the bottom, bottom well, uh, in, in the Titanic. Um, from the CNN report explains it pretty simply. Um, uh, with hundreds of people still missing. Uh, after our overloaded vessel capsized in the Mediterranean on June 14th, the testimonies mm-hmm. of those who were on board paint a picture of chaos and desperation. Uh, right groups allege the tragedy is both further evidence and a result of a new pattern in illegal pushbacks of migrant boats to other nations' waters with deadly consequences. The boat was carrying up to 750 
Pakistani, Syrian, Egyptian, and Palestinian refugees and migrants. Only 104 people so far have been rescued alive. And they, they aren't very hopeful for uh, too many other people to be rescued. Uh, oddly enough, they were rescued by a super yacht. Hmm. So a billionaire, I guess, helped out in that instance. But... Uh, but to be clear, to, to understand what it means when they said that it was a uh, that they it was an illegal pushback. What happens is when uh, when migrants show up in in the in the waters of a particular country, uh, they and and they actually get all they call, what's called disembark. They get off of that of that boat. Then mm-hmm. uh, then at that point they then become asylum seekers. And there are laws. It's like hey y'all gotta y'all gotta process them right. You gotta do you got y'all gotta do something with that. What's, you gotta give them shelter. You gotta like feed them. You gotta do things right. that treat them. Uh, treat them like people humanely, right? You have to give them humane conditions to navigate their lack of a humanitarian situation, right? And so, what Greece has been doing actually for the last three years since 2020, what Greece does is when when migrants show up in their waters, they send a coast guard out to tow them out of their waters back into international waters. More, most likely Italy, because Italy seems to be the only European country that's actually like, okay, we're going to treat migrants like, you know what I'm saying, like people. Because mm-hmm. Greece and, and, and other countries, uh, uh, other European countries have been on some real bullshit. Even even um, the UK is going through a huge anti-migrant crisis. Um, and, if, and and actually a lot of the, what, we, what they call it, the, uh, the great replacement theory has mm-hmm. to do with how people is, is influencing how people treat refugees in Europe. So uh, what's, what's, what's happening is you got over 600 people who was looking for uh, who, who was looking for some type of uh, reprieve, some type of assistance. Right. Because mm-hmm. the uh, Pakistanis, I mean, you, you're dealing with persecution in Pakistan, people dealing with like the people dealing with persecution in Syria. Yeah. Every the, the media didn't forgot about the Syrian civil war. Aside gas and people and shit, but it's still fucked up over there. So people leaving Syria. Same thing for Egyptian. We know what's going on in Palestine with the with the uh, uh, Israeli occupation, right? Mm-hmm. So you got people who are who are attempting to leave their uh, country of origin because they coming from fucked up circumstances. And con- and European countries, white countries like Greece, are are literally like uh, it's like if you put a baby in front of a, in somebody's house. And then you pick that baby up and be like, you know what? And then put it in front of your neighbor door. Right. Right. That's what <laughs> that's, that's that's like that's the that's the best way to describe what's what's actually taking place. Uh and, right. and what caused the capsize, what caused those people to, to uh to perish was the fact that they tried to tow them, even though the boat, as y'all can see here, was clearly yeah. not structurally sad. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't ready for that. It couldn't be pulled like that. So when they tried to pull it to take them over to take them out of their waters, it caused the front of the boat to go down into the water, throwing people off the top, causing the tip of the boat to take on water and it capsized. So yeah. the, the the migrants themselves are arguing that the Greek uh, uh Coast Guard is pretty much responsible for what took place. If you look at the t- the title, if they had left us be, we wouldn't have drowned. Like that's yeah. a, that's a statement from somebody on the boat. Um, so now that y'all know about this tragedy, Toya, why didn't we know about this tragedy? Why was this something that wasn't uh, on a, on uh, in front of us the way that it should have been? So a communication theory 
can be used to explain this. There's a bunch of different reasons why, but based on my field of expertise, one of the things uh, that we have to consider when we look at mass communication, particularly through news media, is the concept of the agenda setting theory. And what the agenda setting theory explains basically is that media has the ability what to, to, to tell us what to think about, uh, not what to think, right? It has the ability to tell us what to think about although it does not tell us what to think. So there is nothing, because we live in a very liberal news media, anything can be news. You have a couple standards you have to meet to have journalistic integrity, and then you are good to go to tell people what you have learned and what you think they need to know. Anybody can give the news, and this is why we have Fox versus CNN versus MSNBC versus where your favorite place where you get the news is, is that everybody can take information and put their spin on it. What this, What the agenda th- setting theory explains is that mass news media, the main places where people get their news, have the power not to tell you what to think about. They'll leave it to your respective favorite place for news to do that, but they will tell you what to think. So they are the ones who get to control what starts the news hour, what ends up at the top or at the front page, what gets multiple pages of talking through in the newspaper, what gets certain placement within the algorithm, which stories go through the top of your news feed, which ones you'll see the most of. There is always at play the mass media's ability based on relationships that they have with certain uh, uh, other news outlets or with other political parties or other particular social movements, uh, the options that they have to downplay or to disregard certain types of stories that they don't want to be on their news or they don't work certain viewership for, right? They always get to negotiate that. So why did we know more about the five billionaires who made a decision under their own volition to go on a submarine and potentially lose their life and they read the same waiver on three pages that said the first page that said death three times and they still signed it why are we were we so infatuated that with that because the agenda setting theory says the news the news cycles the news companies decided that's what we needed to hear about more and we didn't need to hear about we didn't need to be uh entranced and engulfed with these conversations about what's happening uh off the coast of or within the mediterranean sea Right. Those are strategic decisions that leave people like yourself being like, I don't know. Another great example of this was me talking to my sister last week about the wildfires happening up in uh, New York that are coming in from Canada and affected D.C., New York and Jersey. We like the wildfires, the wildfires. She's like, yeah, I watch the news, read the news, whatever, whatever. But it just never got to me. Instead, my last week's news was all about this. That is because the media that she takes in and the media that we have, for example, in the Midwest made the decision to be less invested maybe in the conversations about what's happening with those wildfires. And so deprioritized it and prioritize something else. So there is, at least from a communication standpoint, a mass media standpoint, a logical explanation for why we end up missing a lot of important things that happens around us. The powers that be have decided we don't need to know about that shit. Instead, they want us talking about or thinking about this. And what's crazy is that, you know, we live in, we live in an age of more independent media. Right, and this is something that I harp on, um, being on YouTube and shit, is that we 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 live in this age of independent media. Anybody can start a podcast, anybody can start a YouTube channel and blow mm-hmm. up, right? And 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 have millions of followers talking about whatever. The fucking problem is that niggas do the same shit. They just bring the same media behaviors from mainstream media, from MSNBC, CNN, etc., into the mm-hmm. in, in uh uh it pretty much on, onto social media. Now it's it's like okay, yeah, you're not being paid by MSNBC. NBC to kind of keep pushing this same agenda and push this same narrative. Now it's just there's a there is a uh, like a, a, a like a I guess a social capital 
like a uh, on social media that actually drives the desire to be like I want to have the same conversation that everybody else is having. Like, and, and and where I find that 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 to be the most problematic is like I, like our platform, for example. My platform is a political plug, and, and as a chop up is like solely leftist, right? Like we mm-hmm. push leftist shit. You feel me? And the uh the but the the platforms that I watch is even like these. I, I'll say these left platforms are are just constantly Donald Trump and conservatives. Donald Trump and conservatives. Donald Trump and conservatives. There is like it's difficult to find any conversation about any like leftist politics outside of beefing with conservatives and tearing down right. Donald Trump. Now, mind you. Like it's, it's a lot of platforms I watch consistently. Midas Touch, um, Fair and Balanced. It's it's a few different leftists. Uh, uh, David Pakman. These are these are all like really good platforms to get like that 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 are informative. But okay. they it it the the constant conversation has to do with uh has to do with um the, consistently talking about conservatives and Trump. And as a black person, I I don't feel like those are productive politics. Those are not productive col- uh, conversations for black people, right? Like we need like we we need to be talking about more things like our and again, I, I harp on this all the time because education is so important. School board elections. You feel me? We need to be we need to be harping more on like the importance of local politics and, and like the direct access, the, the direct impact that people deal with. Like we care about um, crime and punishment. If we care about crime and punishment, we should care about our district attorney. We could, what judges yeah. are we voting for? Right. What what prosecutors are being elected? What prosecutors do we need to get out? You feel me? Like all of these local things that because yeah, the, the House the, and the Senate are a governing body. Like, do you know who you're gonna send up to the motherfuckers? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they are made up of many different people. Which ones are you behind? Which ones do you support that you want to send from your district or from your state to go and, and represent those particular houses or bodies? And and, and I would and I would honestly and, and I would honestly say that it's like our our conversation is so much more nuanced. I mean, in terms of like black people, when we when we need like political information, it's more nuanced. It's more specific. And mm-hmm. when, but the but the agenda, the narrative right now for liberal politics is, oh man, they finally got Trump. They finally got Trump. It's not gonna make a difference, people. Like his impact <laughs> on politics is what it is already. He's not going to get reelected. Right, just just from the standpoint of. Uh, like just 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 voting math. He ain't did the the right shit to to get reelected since he lost right. last time, right? So just from that math alone, we th- these are things we don't have to worry about. And what happens is as we complain about people, that's always like, well, we are. They just give us the same candidates. They just give us the same candidates. Yeah, because in between elections, y'all talking about the same people, and ain't nobody oh, yeah. providing no pushback. And and yeah. it's. And it's like if we don't and, and black people feel so detached from these political conversations because it's like if we don't see ourselves in, in the agenda, we detach ourselves from the agenda instead of creating a new one. So we detach ourselves from political conversations instead of creating new political conversations. Right. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's where I feel like that be that agenda setting shit. It, it ends up hurting us in the long run because it's it it, it creates levels of ignorance. And, and, and that's why when we say ignorance, it ain't we ain't always talking about. Uh, like a neg or, or like trying to tear somebody down, but like ignorance is fed to us. Bullshit is yeah. fed to us from the mediums that we that we trust and we look to to give us a particular uh, to give us information. You feel me? And so you know it, it's it's one of them things where uh, you know as you know I, I you know I'm I consider myself to some degree a contrarian, right? And and but I, but I feel like a contrarian, <laughs> one of the most antagonistic people I know. 
Go ahead. But I, I feel like it's necessary, and more people should have at least some degree of that of that antagonism. You know what I mean? And to the point where we look at these agendas where we want to antagonize these agendas as opposed to removing ourselves, seeding these the media spaces and these political spaces to our uh political enemies. It's right. it's, it's it's not it's not productive it's at not all. Matter. At all. And so um uh with that. Anything else you want to add to you? We start to close Not up. really. You know, I think we'll, you know, we're constantly staying tuned to the things that are happening around us that are shaping our conversations. But I think my biggest thing is just to always wonder, is this anti-Black somehow? How are Black people implicated in this thing that we're maybe not seeing, maybe not understanding? Because there's always going to be an answer to that question. I don't think there's a race card to be played, but there are always going to be interesting layers and levels to every kind of situation that at the very least explains the trade-off, right? If not directly connected to explains why we are not talking about brown people, for example, who are coming from the Middle Eastern and Northern African region of this world, of, 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 of Northern Africa, if you will, um, on this planet and how those and why those stories and those conversations are on the backdrop, on the back, back burner. You just have to ask yourself, why are we so infatuated with this? Why do we care as much about this? Why the hell do I know as much about this thing that I do? Because I'm a little sponge. I like to suck up stuff and once we start getting, and that's why I think Twitter is so interesting because it is so many different perspectives just in the palm of my hand about one thing that I get to be like, ha, hmm, ha, hmm, oh. Like I go through a litany of emotions just kind of taking in everything. But I have oceanographers and scientists and the average person and niggas like me and queer folk and women and all types of people. Like there were no women on that boat. <laughs> there are things that we should be concerned. But again, Allow your mind to get out of what you're seeing at face value. Uh, allow your mind to think a little bit deeper and a more broader, more breadth and more depth about the topics of the hour, I think is the biggest message that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, lean into a diverse uh, litany of perspectives, voices, and uh, sources of information so that you can not only know what you're supposed to be talking about, air quote, quote supposed to be talking about, but also what you're not supposed to be talking about and why. Right. right? Question. Like like this shit. We we shouldn't have been talking about this submarine shit. You know, we shouldn't have been talking instead, about this submarine shit. Instead of we, we should have been talking about the ways that, you know, if we look at the way, like I said, France, uh, Canada, and the United States sprung into action, there should be no reason for any migrants to be lost mid-sea because of the collaborative capabilities of all these nations and all the technology we have. That why they displayed. People, why do we have people dying trying to get to safety? Why do we have people dying in waters when they're looking for, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, what is the word when you are, asylum, asylum. <laughs> is the word that escapes yeah. me, right? Um, and, and that'll start getting us the bigger questions about citizenship, about borders, about territories. All of a sudden, the water is so important. But what about these boundaries and these borders we have on land? Colonization is a hell of a drug, right? But a lot to be talked about, a lot to be exposed. So ask yourself some deeper questions as we participate collectively and socially in these big conversations about these big events. Yo, and so, and, and I mean, and check this out, y'all, like, because this shit was dumb. Right, the whole like the the obsession, the media focus, the like the fact that even you know TikTok was like that was like some of the top trending shit. That was that was that was fucking ridiculous. That was fucking ridiculous. Like like so, what needs to happen is we need y'all, the people who support the Chop Up Chop Nation. 
You know what I mean? We need y'all like, sharing, and subscribing so more relevant, more necessary conversations can happen, right? Because there's a lot of people talking about dope shit, but unfortunately, the algorithm don't don't encourage like innovative conversation. The algorithm don't necessarily encourage conversations that everybody ain't talking about. So it's all it's all it's always about the support. So with y'all support, we can keep pushing this uh this knowledge, this this good information. Um, and, and actually giving shit, giving niggas news they could use instead of running behind, uh, the, like whatever the fuck CNN is talking about. Because like yeah. the shit that I mean, even like what's, what's happening to CNN is a whole another story. Also, quick correction: Andrea Jones pointed out when I made the statement that uh, when I was like Italy treating people like treating migrants like humans, she uh, kind of we requoted that in the chat to kind of be like. Mm. And I agree with that. I, I guess I, I want to change that characterization. Um, they're at least following the policy, right? The international policy that's supposed to be uh, that that is supposed to help with asylum and, and help refugees. So treating mm-hmm. and because Italy is still Italy, right? We still talking about this very similar attitudes uh, that that we see that we see in Greece when it comes to migrants. Um, but they're at least taking in refugees. They're not doing the shit that Greece is doing. So I may have gave, I may have gave, uh, gave Italy too much credit in that instance. Um, but they they are at least processing asylum more than um, uh, countries like Greece has in the last few years. So um, um, with that being said, yeah, J University said the algorithm does not support <laughs> education or elevation. And the crazy thing about it, that's all we about education and elevation. So uh, with that being said, we will see y'all. Hey, real Excellent. quick, if y'all didn't speak while we was in here, if y'all didn't say nothing in the comments, it's all good. Make sure y'all say bye on the way out. We just like to know who's in the comments talking. We seen Donnell. I just say Donnell pop up out of nowhere, bro. Family, did I didn't even know you was in here? But it's yeah. always a blessing. Y'all catch us on any day of the week, and I love it. So, uh, shoot, we on the way out. Didn't mean to cut plug off. I just want to make sure we hear from everybody. So if y'all didn't say nothing in the conversation, catch us on the way out. And shoot, plug, what was you about to say? What you about to tell these people? Bye. I'm about to tell these people. Bye. <laughs> See y'all later. Hey, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, cause like what we this 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 our episode for the week. Unless we unless we like in a good mood and we like, all right, we're going live Thursday too. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but we, I'm saying we will see y'all next time. This is the chop up. Thank y'all for joining us. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.